The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to the Pharisees and the scribes. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Um, so we have two images here, uh, the Sacred Heart, which we are celebrating today in the Immaculate Heart of the Virgin Mary. Um, but our focus is on the Sacred Heart of Jesus this morning. Um, so our gospel reading and the psalm responsorial uh, really point us to that first reading about a shepherd. Uh, when we talk about God's love, trying to put that into images that we can think about. Uh, they don't always do justice, but here with shepherding, we're using that. And as we come to this first reading from Ezekiel, uh, I don't know if you counted them, but there's 13 eyes God saying, I am going to do this. 13 times in just this reading, I will come and tend, I will shepherd, I will rescue, I will, you know something amazing is going to happen when God says, eventually, I will do this. And out of all the glorious, majestic things that we read about in the Old Testament, the, the unimaginable power of God, when he says, I'm going to do that, something pretty spectacular is going to happen. Um, so we come to the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, so St. Margaret Mary Alacoque uh, had a vision uh, I, this is a story everyone, I'm sure, has looked at. I just want to focus on one phrase that Jesus said to her. He said, Behold this heart which has so loved men as to spare itself nothing, even to exhausting and consuming itself, to testify to them its love. His love for us, and in this human life, so if we take this unimaginable God of love, and it's going to be squeezed into a human life, yes, divine, but also human, so that we can perceive it and be next to it in Jesus. It's a human heart that Jesus is showing us. It's a human heart that is our goal also to work towards holiness. But when we're going to squeeze all of that 
into the life of Jesus, you know something spectacular is going to happen. And so I was thinking about, again, at Nativity, we're so blessed with this sanctuary. So we have the joyful mysteries and the stations of the cross that surround us. This is really the life of Jesus. All the things that he did, that he spared nothing. And his love for us was a consuming, exhausting love. And we see that packed into this sanctuary. Every time we sit here, we're surrounded with everything Jesus did in his life as he gave every single thing. What is it? That's, that's what we don't have words for this devotion, a passion, because it's a sensible thing. What he did was in reality. So it was a passion. We see that and we can feel it. We just don't have words to describe it. Well, so again, analogies are terrible. But what I thought about is uh, sitting at the 4th of July and you, you have these fireworks displays. And at the, fin the final point of that is an unbelievable display of light and sound. And we're, what? What word do we use? Awe and amazement. When we think of the sacred heart of what Jesus did, it's awe and amazement. And I think the analogy, we think, we, we describe that, it, we, we understand it when we think about love. Fireworks going off. The point of, oh my gosh, I can't describe this. Awe and wonder is a response to something. And awe and wonder is what we have for what Jesus did for us. Now, many might say, boy, I wish I would have been there when Jesus walked the earth. Wow, that would have been something. And St. Teresa of Avila has a thought on that. She says, when I hear others say they wish they had been living with Jesus when he was on earth, I laugh to myself, for I know that I possess him as truly in the blessed sacrament as people did walking with him then, and I wonder what more anyone could possibly want. So unlike that firework spectacle of awe and wonder, and then, whoa, that was the last one, it's over. We aren't left with that. We're left with an ongoing opportunity to have awe and amazement in the Eucharist. Now, I was pointed out uh, this past week about a saying from Ephesians 3.10. It says, Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the angels. Now, I had to think about that, and I, you know, like many phrases in the Bible, you're like, well, I know this is deeper than what I'm thinking about, and so Aquinas has an interesting take on this. Through the church, 
the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the angels. And again, it has to do with the sanctuary. So the angels don't know everything. That's what Aquinas said. They are discovering God's plan just like we are. They know a lot about God, more than we do, but they don't know everything. And what he says happens in the church is that they see the results. And again, I was thinking of the sanctuary with these 40 angels that surround us, again, with all the wonders of what Jesus did in his life. But the reality is when we think about how we approach the Eucharist, when we approach it with awe and amazement, the angels see the work of the church. The angels learn what we're learning, the awe and amazement. And every time we go deeper in understanding what Jesus did for us, what he continues to do for us in the Eucharist, and how we use the Eucharist in our life as we take it out, the angels learn. Our sanctuary teaches us that. It's a beautiful lesson, and there's just no better day to really realize this than this day with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Let's stand and offer our petitions.